When they eat churches, they want to lay hand on somebody. Right. They want to speak in counterfeit tongues. Wow. They want to release demons. But how can you make America great again if you don't get on your face and repent? What's a just God supposed to do? If he does nothing, he is, in a sense, giving consent to the right. sin. When the government dictates what religion is, our morals will be stripped. Well, they're setting it up for you guys, the younger generation, to take the hit. They see a church that's on fire for God. That's the church that gets targeted. You're in a worship saying, praise Jesus. We are the army of God. We'll dare to discuss what most churches never will and strive always to speak the truth in love. We are watchmen, warriors, victors. Together, we will fight the good fight and finish strong. This is David Hebner Live. Everybody, David here, and so good to be with you. Yeah, we talk about things the church doesn't, and boy, are we going to talk about something tonight that the church not only doesn't, but they run away from, and in some cases, they're involved in. Yeah? You ever heard the movie Fifty Shades of Grey? Very popular. It was a popular movie. I think it was out in 2015. It, it came from a book. Fifty Shades of Grey. It depicted a young college girl, and she fell into the world of uh, uh, what they call BDSM. Uh, it's bondage, um, dominance, sadism, masculinity. By the way, I, l l let me put a, a period here and a pause. This show is not intended for everyone. All right. So if you've got some young kids listening to the show, I want them to be enlightened, parents and grandparents. But there's things we're going to say here that maybe a young mind can't process quite yet, but it's so important. It's so important for God's people to understand what's really going on. Because I have a guest tonight that came out of the world of bondage and dominance, sadism. And she's going to give us her story of how she came from that world and to Jesus. And now she goes into strip joints and she witnesses to strippers. Folks, this is real stuff. Not real, David? Well, it's real, but Christians don't have anything to do, David, with, you know, that stuff. Uh, you know, maybe they might mess with pornography a little bit, possibly, you know, possibly. That's a possibility. Lost the camera. Are we there? Are we back with you? All right, good. Don't share any more passwords, anybody. All right, keep this thing confidential. No more passwords. All right, listen to me. Devil already wants to take it out. He's not going to do it. In the name of Jesus, we cast you out, Satan. You are hereby bound, gone back to the pits of hell because we're going to expose you. What are we doing tonight? We're exposing how Christians are actually practicing this in the bedroom, right? I want you to go to that site. ChristianBDSM.com, BDSM.com, BDSM.com. Go to it. It's up, all right? Look at this. I want you to look at this site. This is a, a site. Now, they say it's Christian. It's not Christian. This is Satan behind this thing, but it's, it, and I've gone through it very, very quickly, but enough to know it is, it's a camouflage promoting saying in the bedroom, it's okay to do some of these things because everything is permissible and I, I, I don't have time to get into it, but just scroll down there and look at it. I want you guys to look at that very quickly so you understand exactly what's going on. ChristianBDSM.com. It's happening in the Christian bedroom. I'm talking about voodoo in the bedroom, and many, many Christians are, have been sucked into this. My guest tonight was raised in a Christian church, well, it's Christian science. And of course, you know, you go to church there and they'll read your tarot cards, they'll read your palm. And this is the problem. The Christians have become watered down, right? 
She was trafficked into prostitution, into witchcraft, dark witchcraft. Over a hundred new age witchcraft techniques she was in. Fetish performance, sex artist in clubs. High-end prostitution. She was a sugar baby to the sugar daddies. Obsessed, oppressed, possessed. She was a demonic sex goddess, but now she's a homecoming queen, a heaven's homecoming queen. Author of the book, Mary Magdalene in the Mirror, Freedom from Demonic Oppression. I want to bring on my guest, Kelsey Decker. Kelsey, you there with me? I am here. Homecoming queen. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have you on. You know, what I love about you is the hell that you've been through. But yet you have such a, a young spirit, a bubbling attitude. Um, and I know that comes from being saved. I know that when you became saved, you became a new person, Kelsey. Uh, I can tell that. But I want to go back to the beginning. Okay, so I want to walk people through this. You grew up in the world of New Age beliefs. You went to a church. What kind of church was it? So when I was born, my parents were Christian scientists. So it was a Christian science church. But then shortly after that, I mean, even by the age of eight, then kind of got out of church altogether and then just was indoctrinated into going to psychics and getting tarot cards read, uh, you know, crystals and angel readings and all the things. Yeah. Yeah. They do this in Christian science, right? That's what they do. Yeah. But yet, do they call themselves Christians? Yes. Obviously, Christian science. Do they talk about Jesus? Jesus is uh, more of uh, the way I grew up knowing Jesus was as like an ascended master, just a man who who existed, although I didn't really truly believe he existed. But I was told he existed and was just a man that walked the earth and performed these miracle signs and wonders. Not definitely not the son of God. Right, right. So age seven, you were sexually abused. Um, I, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on each one of these things, but I want to take people through the progression of your life of how you got to where you are now, which is going into strip clubs and, and witnessing to, uh, uh, to, to strippers. Um, but age seven, you were sexually abused. Um, I know it's a hard subject. I try to keep it li uh, lighter than, than the than the darkness it really is. But um, where were you when this happened, uh, Kelsey? Yeah, that abuse took place in my in my home. So that that yeah. was, yeah. Okay, was this your bedroom? It was, no, it was not my bedroom. Okay. It, was it a family member? Yes. But not your mother or father, right? I'm not going to get into the specifics yeah. of that on this uh, show. Uh, okay. All right. The reason I'm asking is there's people out there that have gone through what you've gone through and God forbid that kids might go through what you've gone through and it's okay. You don't want to get specific. I totally get that. But what I'm trying to say is um, you were vulnerable during this time and somebody came into your life that was trusted, but obviously they took advantage, right? Yes. And, yes. and par parents need to be aware of this, correct? They need to know that this could happen to any of their children at any given moment that they need to constantly have discernment, right? Yes. And so that's what that's with abuse, but that's also with even trafficking victims. And so most of the time people are trafficked by their family. That is the highest statistic is by a mother, um, by a father, family okay. members. All right. So you were abused at seven. Then at age 14, you said that you were molested. So then when I was 14, so what happens is then those door, those doors came open, right? Like these demonic doorways and, and all kinds of things, depression, anxiety started coming upon me, put on medication by the time I was 11. And then at 14, uh, I, I just had that spirit, that spirit of lust was upon me and, and I got, 
I started, you know, flirting with this boy at work. I had a little job at a pizzeria and, but he was, he wasn't even a boy. He was a man. He was 21 years old. And I ended up getting raped by him when I was 14. And then that led into, again, just more depression, promiscuity, became very promiscuous, uh, mm -hmm. which I started then doing drugs. And that, that also led into me uh, attempting to commit suicide. Okay, you know, I've interviewed at least 50 or 60, mostly women, that's, that's not been down the road. You've been through uh, down all the way or, or maybe in the same direction, but there was abuse going on at a young age. Then around the teens, early teens, late teens, they got uh, molested. Uh, they got into the kind of situation you got into. Uh, Kelsey, uh, at age seven, do you believe a door opened, a demonic door that when you were uh, as, as a little girl, you were taken advantage of sexually. Do you believe that that had anything to do with what putting you in that situation at age 14 with this older man and getting uh, uh, molested? Yes, absolutely. I, I definitely do. I mean, I think that, like I said, those doorways, they they open up. And once that's there, the devil has a foothold. And so then those spirits come in. And I always had these voices. I had voices in my head. And so they would tell me to do things like even standing. I was very shy at that time. Very, very incredibly like shy. Everybody knew that. And yet I would stand in front of my bedroom window at 12 years old at night with in suburban Indiana with the curtains open and I would stand there naked. Like who's, what's, what's making me do that, right? Like that's not a yeah. rational thing. No, <laughs> it's not. So what happened is, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like to me, you became demon oppressed and maybe yes. even possessed, right? Taken over uh, yes. because of what happened to you. Um, do you believe that from the age of seven to, to whatever time you were delivered, and we're going to get into that. Do you believe you were demon possessed? I would say I was oppressed. And then and then what happened was closer to the time of my salvation. There were two years leading up to my salvation where there was a massive war, right? There was the battle for my soul ensued. And during that time is when I would get completely taken over. You could see my yeah. eyes were black and beady and it was not my boy. I have recordings of it. It did not even sound like me uh, after I got saved. And we'll talk about it, but came back. Back to the states people didn't even recognize me i mean you wouldn't even recognize me <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so so this thing happened to you when you were 14 years old um you were molested uh at age 17 you you had an abortion was this by the same guy who took advantage of you or were you in a relationship or how'd this come to be Oh yeah, we were we were in a relationship. It was not the same person, uh, but that was just another person I had met. I mean, the, when I say the doorways opened, I write about this in my book that by the time I was eighteen, I had slept with thirty, I, I, I thirty men. And so these were all older men. I mean, even men in their thirties, late twenties. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, that was just that was one relationship that I was in during that yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, do you think maybe you were trying to make sense of what happened to you at age seven? Or do you think it had to do? I mean, what do you think, you know, older men, number one, 30 men, number two, uh, you were you were searching for something. Were you just addicted or do you feel like you were trying to fix something that was broken? I think it was uh, both and it was all of the above. But number one, I didn't remember. I didn't remember the molestation from seven until I was in my 20s, my late 20s. Okay. So right. that that was suppressed. A lot of things were very suppressed. You know, when you go through that trauma um, just over and over and you experience so much, right? Like you compartmentalize things. And so those things were just pushed, just kept getting pushed down and pushed down. And so I would say that, of course there's some memory right there's some memory in the body of yeah. that happening but i didn't remember it and so there was definitely a filling of a void right i mean when we don't have god when we don't have that there's a void we have a void in our hearts a void and so definitely trying to fill that and there was an addiction it was a complete i mean i had a sexual addiction absolutely yeah. what causes that what do you i mean obviously you don't remember age seven but but it was there in your subconscious just because you didn't yeah. remember it doesn't mean it wasn't affecting you 
Do you think when that happens to someone at a young age, it causes some type of, of addiction, sexual addiction? Or do you think it's because they got broken at that early age, now they seek out things to fix it, and through that, the demons of addiction come in? I think it can be both. I, I think there people have different stories and, and what happens and in, in the way that, you know, the enemy uses them. I think it can be a little bit different. Uh, for me, I would say that it was like those demons. For me, the demons were just so intense. The voices in my head. And I know that yeah. that's not everybody's experience, but that's what it was for me. Uh, yeah. Even at that time when I, you know, tried to kill myself, it was like these demons were talking to me, you know, telling me to do specific things and and so yeah for me it was it was demonic oppression very mm -hmm. very much so yeah you know and i saw demon demons sorry like i could see demons even from that when i was very very young i was able to see them around age four or five i didn't know what that was but i yeah. always had that ability to see into the spirit realm yeah yeah i could see them too also uh kelsey and 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 i had some abuse going on mm. people people know about it won't get into me but but i could see that even even going into my young adult life i would walk into a bedroom and i would see a demon sitting on a bed you know and i was doing involved in a situation i should never be in right you know yeah. but i would see that demon sitting there and it's very shocking people don't understand uh, even, I mean, I got to tell you, doing this show for, for seven years, I've encountered so much demonic activity. I've had things fly off the wall and people will, that's been with me for a long time will, um, agree with me when I say the camera has, has, has tipped over and, you know, gone across the, got, flew across the car, uh, and just little things like tonight, uh, this never hardly ever happens, but the camera goes out. You know, the camera goes out just as I'm getting ready to nail the demons. Demons don't want this to get out, do they? No, no. I, I tell you what, even after we, we did our kind of pre-interview, I went, oh, my goodness, my entire past week just made sense. Because what came after me and my family this past week leading up to this, I mean, you wouldn't even believe. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, they don't want these. They want us to give up. They don't want me to share this, this story and my testimony over and over. But that's yeah. what the Lord has told me. He commissioned me to never stop testifying. And the truth has to be told. And the darkness has to be. We have to shine the light on the darkness. We can't mm -hmm. just keep sleeping it under the rug. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to talk to you about this um, cult that you got sucked into. Um, and I'm going to mispronounce it, but is it Ashayas Ascension? Is that Ashayas. it? Yeah, the Ashayas Ascension. Ascension. And it's in North Carolina. Uh, and this is where you were trafficked. Uh, is this is where they took you out of the cult and started trafficking you? So, so the way that that happened, so I joined this meditation community when I was 18. I just went to a workshop, learned how to meditate, ended up moving to North Carolina. From there, uh, where the trafficking took place was actually in Canada. I, I then moved to a different, it was an international retreat center. So it's a very large, it was a very large community at the time. And yeah. people came from all over the world. And I never even ever would have called it trafficking. That was not something that I even put together until I got into the human trafficking arena, even in the past year. And one of my mentors actually said to me, she's like, Kelsey, do you, do you realize that what was happening to you was trafficking? And I was like, what? Like that blew my mind. But what, you know, I was placed into relationships. And so uh, it's like, now you're going to be with this person. You know, I remember because I had teachers that I took vows to. I mean, we were very into like Buddhism and Hinduism. I had a Sanskrit name that I went by for eight years. I wore white for eight years. So this was a very quote unquote holy place. And I uh, we were doing, you know, these amazing things, supposedly. But what was going on was really all of this darkness. And we were we were worshiping, uh, you know, a, a photo of Jesus that was not <laughs> not yeah. Jesus. And, yeah. and so then these people, they would place me yeah, into these different relationships, just say, like, you're going into town. We're getting you a hotel room. You're going with so and so. 
Yeah, and so it was based around sexuality. So it was basically the, the goddess of sex uh, wrapped up in what they would call, maybe they may even call it Christianity of some sort, but it was really sexual perversion, right? Well, so that was behind the scenes. And so a lot of it was not going on on the surface, but I was really privy to what was going on. I was kind of like an assistant to my teachers. And so right. I got to see what was really going on on the surface. That was definitely not how it was. But again, that was the hidden darkness. I always seem to kind of find the hidden darkness. Okay. Well, it, it was, it was out searching for you because, you know, of what you had gone through. Um, so, Kelsey, when we come back, I'm going to be asking you about BDSM, that world of bondage, uh, domination, sadomasochist. Um, and I, I don't want to get too deep into it because I'm not sure who's going to be listening, little young ears. But I want to ask God to give us enough information to be able to expose this so that we can, number one, those listening won't fall into it. Number two is those that are into it will get out of it. Uh, but number three is we as God's people, we need to know the truth, right? Yes. So when we come back, I'm going to be asking you about that, the world that you fell into, the sex clubs, and how it, you got to the point where you finally found Jesus. We're talking to Kelsey Decker. Um, we'll be right back. Life is complicated enough. Why worry about what to do with your extra car? Get the cost of maintaining it, storing it, insuring it, or renewing registration. Car repairs? Forget about it. Here's one easy solution to your car problem. Donate it to a nonprofit. It's fast, free, tax deductible, and if you donate, you're going to feel incredible knowing you're supporting a great cause. Interested? Just call this toll-free number or donate online. Thank you. Listen, we have the new End Times DVD. Um, it uh, investigates uh, End Times investigation. I have a lot of my friends on here, uh, Lisa Haven, Michael Lake. Uh, I have Josh Peck, L.A. Marzulli, uh, Stephen Bancroft. I mean, eight hours of, of me investigating things like Satanism, demonic powers, Illuminati, New World Order, Antichrist, One World Religion, End Times Miracles, Bible Prophecy. Folks, let me tell you something. One day... What you're watching us on right now, it's called, well, it's called television, it's called social media, it's called the internet. They're going to turn that baby off. You need a hard asset. When all this stuff gets shut off, this is what, what you're going to be able to, to learn from and to understand. So I want you to uh, text the word CHOSEN to 91999 or go to davidhevener.tv forward slash order or call 844-806-0006. The brand new... DVD uh, of Last Evangelist. You can get it right now. Uh, it's limited collector's edition. It's got the new episode on it, along with band videos with me and Michael Lake and Lisa Havens, uh, Sheila Lazinski. Everybody, I am honored and blessed not to have just one new book out, but two new books. That's right, two new books. The first one is End Times Investigation. I deal with Hollywood Mind Control. I deal with demon portals, the alien demon connection, uh, astral projection, program multiples, satanic ritual abuse, and much, much more. The things that I talk about in Last Evangelist and on my shows, the all my interviews I do, it's right here in this book, especially my life story. Also, True Power, how to uh, access your true power uh, in these last days, okay? Um, it's a war manual for God's children. We need to learn the enemy's tactics and how to battle the enemy in these last days. Pick up a copy of this book. Just text the word CHOSEN to 91999, or you can go to davidhevener.tv forward slash order, or you can simply call 844-806-0006. Hey, David, back with you. Hey, if you guys do have that old car or a house even, or trailer or whatever, uh, consider donating it uh, to um, the ministry. It doesn't come to me, but it will. It will. You'll get a tax write-off, and it will uh, bless the ministry. Uh, you can uh, call. Um, uh, you can actually go to davidhevener.tv forward slash car, and I think Spencer is at eight five five. Eight five 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 hundred ride. Eight five 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 hundred ride. 
855-500-RIDE. Anyway, call that number. Um, also, too, don't forget to uh, go to, to um, uh, davidhevener.tv forward slash order and get all, all of our product. You can get uh, this uh, Legalized Jesus hat right here. You can get books, DVD. Um, it'd make great Christmas, uh, make great uh, presents for people. Uh, but anyway, thank you for supporting the ministry. And if you guys would like to support the ministry, um, you can go make a donation at davidhevener.tv forward slash give, or you can call 844-806-0006. Rob Skiba, uh, I was one of the, I was blessed to do the last interview with Rob that we, we know, you know, Rob went on to be with the Lord. Um, and I want to keep his ministry going, and that's why I, I want to play. Uh, I, I put up a, a, a interview I did with him before he passed away, and I want to play the the uh, first part of this. Uh, it deals with um, uh, with human reptiles today. Do they exist? Uh, according to Rob, yes. Uh, what happened in the days of Noah is happening now. Scientists are they're creating hybrids, folks. This stuff is real. Uh, let's play the. Um, just the beginning of that uh, video. There was something else happening in the days of Noah, a mingling of species. The primary reason for the flood was the act of genetic manipulation and transhumanism, the blending of species. I mean, hold it, days of Noah, you're telling me the blending of, when you say species, you're talking about animals, animals, animals lizards. The, the genetic blending, they were blending genetics back then? Yeah, so I want you to go to davidhevener.tv, Spencer, uh, put up davidhevener.tv. We've got that now on the uh, Davis Choice channel, and we have two exclusive videos that are up. You won't see any place else. I'm Dr. Michael Lake. Uh, the uh, first one is technocracy um, and tyranny, um, and it talks about MK Ultra. That's uh, part two. Part one is MK Ultra is used today, uh, program multiples and mass shootings. Uh, this is stuff you're not going to get anywhere else. You'll get it on David Hevener. TV. Please uh, support us. If you haven't signed up, go and sign up now. You get a um, two months free if you sign up for a year. And folks, it is not expensive, but it really does uh, help the ministry. And also you'll get over 700 videos. Spencer, go, what are the names of some of those channels up there? Yeah, David, we've got the live stream channel. We've got the Russ Dizdar tribute channel, David's choice in the spotlight, spiritual warfare training, uh, Alien Demon Connection, The Last Evangelist TV series, uh, Originals and Exclusives, Mind Control, and on and on. Yeah, and it's the only place you can see uh, Last Evangelist. That's good, Spencer. I'm proud of you. It's got a, you got a good radio television voice there. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. DavidHevener.tv. All right, let's get back to it. Um, we're talking about, uh, again, if you've got a little one in the room, uh, we're talking about some things that may not... Uh, be good for their ears, but it's good that you hear it and that I say it and that God reveals it. And that's what we're praying for tonight. By the way, Spencer, you're old enough to hear about this, right? You're over. <laughs> I have two kids, so hopefully. Uh, okay. All right. Just checking. All right. BDSM, bondage, domination. Uh, like we're gonna, I'm going to let my guests explain this and get into it. And many of you know about this. She was in uh, the. She was a, a performance artist in these sex clubs, and there's a whole underworld of this, folks. I showed earlier how the Christian community has gotten sucked into this, uh, if they are Christians at all, you know. And uh, at the same time, she was uh, escorted by the New Age uh, movement, and of course, demons all around. All right, uh, and we've been talking to Kelsey Decker. Kelsey, you there with me? Yes, I'm here. Hey. Yeah. Hey, thanks for coming on and being so candid. I really appreciate it. Um, Kelsey, you uh, got into this cult and they started trafficking you, right? At what point did you get into this world of, um, I mean, you describe it as, uh, I guess you might say, a, a, a performance artist in sex clubs what is that exactly yeah so i was introduced to that this world it was actually when i left the cult then i i ended up getting 
pregnant and, and got married and that I went through a lot more abuse. My, my ex-husband was an alcoholic. So just a continuation of the abuse I'd, I'd gone through my entire life. And so that was normal for me. Right. And, and so then I met somebody who introduced me to this and I didn't know on the surface, he just looked like a regular guy. We went to the gym together. And yet then when we went and to, you know, fornicate and we were alone in the bedroom, a whole nother side came out. And so that side was, it's, it's really, it, it's intentionally harming someone. It's abuse. It is torture. Um, but at first I just thought it was like, okay, we're just going to have some kinky fun. It was what they say, but right. it progressed and it progressed. And what I, there, what happens is there's a website. So there's actually a website out there. That's like the Facebook for, for kinky fetish people. And you go on there and you can get hooked up with people and all you can find out different clubs, you can find out, you can watch videos and pictures and all this stuff. <clears throat> and so I ended up going out to Atlanta for work. It was my day job. And while I was out there for 12 days, I went to a very nice, very high end club in Atlanta. And that was really my first then experience of the performance side of things. So mm -hmm. where at first it just happened in the bedroom, then I got introduced to somebody there who strung me up with rope. And uh, I was hanging, you know, like literally just hanging from the rafters by rope and it's excruciatingly painful. And then people do things to you. They beat you and whip you and, and do all kinds of things physically. Yeah. Now, um, I, I, I <laughs> it's hard to, to grasp. I, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> just, just like, okay. Um, so uh, I want to dive into this from a faith-based uh, perspective. That's why. That's why I stalled for a second. Faith-based. Um, these are clearly demons trying to pervert what God intended for God's purpose. Do you agree? Meaning, uh, God. What's God's purpose for sex? Let me ask you that. Hmm. Well, I mean, inter intimacy and procreation, right? It's it's yeah. to become one. It's the covenant. Right. I mean, right. it, when two become one, when they get married, that is the covenant. And yeah. so that that's all that's what it's for. Yeah. But yet this S&M, this beating, this torture, mm -hmm. that's quite the opposite. That's not intimacy at all, is it? That's no. that's demonic. But some people think it is. You know, some people say they've said to me, you know, when I do that, David, I, I, I feel closer that's a deception, right, Kelsey? Yes, absolute deception. I uh -huh. mean, my memories of that time are literally all I have memories are. There's no people's faces. It's just demons. It's, yeah. That's all I see is demon demons. Yeah. What do you say to someone out there listening who has encountered this or they've encountered it a little bit some way in the bedroom or yet they might? Uh, mm -hmm. They're with a, a, a girl is with a guy or guys with a girl. And all of a sudden, the, the, the partner, hopefully the wife or the, the husband, wants to get um, violent, wants to go, you know, wants to get aggressive. In other words, something comes out of them. What should they do, Kelsey? I, I don't mean to put you on the spot because I don't think you knew I was going to ask this, but should they leave? Should they let them do it because they're Christians and they're supposed to obey their husband? Or what do you say? Well, I think there definitely needs to be a, a, a discussion going on there. I mean, they need to really seek the Lord uh, first and foremost, need to be praying about these things and really seeking the Lord because uh, somehow a spirit has gotten a foothold in there. And whether that's through um, the first thing that came to my mind was anger, right? Like that's a huge yeah. doorway for the enemy to come in is through anger. And, and so if that has been going on in the relationship, like what's actually going on in the relationship to spark this desire? That that's right. my question. What's what's right. happening there? So there's obviously something deeper happening because I I don't imagine that somebody who let's say some spirit filled people who are have the joy of the Lord on them who are are doing all these things for Christ and everything. I don't imagine that behind the scenes they're going into the bedroom and beating each other. <laughs> like I just well, don't see that. <laughs> but I I know, but Kelsey, let me let me add something on. 
We get inundated every day on social media and TV, uh, you know, whatever with sex and, and, mm -hmm. and sex that's been perverted. Um, this stuff leaks on us. It's like demons hanging on, you know, like, like chiggers, like leeches, you know what I'm saying? Um, it, it's, it's not quite like that. It's, it's, it can happen slowly. So someone starts, especially a guy, the demons start getting into a guy's mind and he's, he's a Christian. He goes to church, but he thinks, you know, his wife's getting a little boring. So he needs some type of pizzazz and the wife, you know, she wants to be attractive. She, she, she goes out and buys some lingerie, you know, very sexy, nothing wrong with that. As long as it's, you know, but then you get to the point where, Hey, honey, let's try this. Let's try that. You know, all of a sudden it, it escalates. Um, and I know you can't answer this question because neither can I, it has to be, it's, it's a personal relationship. But what I'm trying to say is if a person, a woman is with her husband, a man is with his wife and their mate is getting in an, a, a zone of not being comfortable of saying things, uh, of doing things, maybe a little bit on the, 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 the painful side, you know, without hitting, I'm not trying to say, should they just stop or should, you know, what, what, what do you say? What do they do? I would definitely stop because, because if your partner, clearly he's got something that's come over him. He's got a spirit that has come over him. Okay. And so at that point, you're no longer, you're no longer being intimate with your partner. It's something else that's taken over him or her. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So you had all of these, you got married, you, you, you were, uh, by the way, where was your husband during this time? If you got introduced to all these sex clubs, were you still married? No. I had been divorced. It was after my divorce. So I was okay. married. I got divorced. And it was after my divorce that I really sunk into, I got into a bad place. And so I okay. was already at the lowest, right? I was at my lowest point. And then I was introduced to this stuff. Okay. Did you have any kids? Yes. Yes. I have one daughter. Uh, and how old was she when you were uh, in these clubs? So she was about six years old. Yeah, at okay. the time. And so I was leading this complete double life. Like nobody knew, right, that behind the scenes, I had a full-time job, I was working. And yet on the weekends when I didn't have her, at the time she wasn't around, that's when I was going out and doing this stuff. But then I was showing up to work wearing long sleeves, even in the summer, so that people wouldn't see that I had bruises. I mean, I literally had markings all over my body that I wore as badges of honor. Like it was, it was badges. I was proud, proud mm. to have these on me. What, what kind of work were you doing? I was a colon job? hydrotherapist. I was a digestive health expert. <laughs> you were a colon hydrotherapist? <laughs> my goodness. Colon, a, a, a colonic, huh? Yep. Um, oh, my goodness. And, I grew and up so, in the natural health field. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Uh, so... Your daughter, she was six. Do you think that some of these demons may have gotten off on her? How is she doing now? Did she have any struggles growing uh, yeah. up? Yeah, I mean, she's she's definitely she definitely had some struggles. So she's she's only fifteen now, and mm -hmm. um, and so yeah, I keep keep her private life, you know, to her. Sure. But but yeah. she definitely struggled with things, which I know one hundred percent that I opened the door. Right. Mm -hmm. I know that I, I opened the door to those things. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah. her father with the things he was doing as well. Yeah. Did you ever meet uh, people that said they were Christians in these clubs? And did you ever have any conversations like that? Spiritual conversations with people? Definitely not Christians. I would say there were probably more atheists. And I mean, there was a spiritual aspect to it. And that was the biggest thing for me. Um, so my thing was I never wanted to exist in my body. And so throughout my life, I would I was doing so many drugs, like especially as a teenager, and it, mostly psychedelics, where I could just completely just go into another realm, right? Like I, I right. just wanted to go somewhere else, not be here. Then when I learned how to meditate, I also learned 
learned how to have out-of-body experiences. Um, mm -hmm. Even I was studying astral projection and travel right before I was saved. Like that's, you know, so yeah. I didn't want to be in my body. And when I went through and I would go through the torture um, of being beaten, what would happen is it was the same thing, you know, the different hormones and endorphins, all of that are activated. And what I would do is to be able to endure that high, high level of pain, I would have to completely escape my body again. And mm -hmm. so I would just go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. That's astral projection. I do a lot yeah. of shows on that, a lot of study on that. Um, and we have a channel on David Hebner TV. Uh, Kelsey, I need to ask you a question I wasn't going to ask you, but I have to ask you. Why do people get enjoyment or why did you get enjoyment out of being beaten? Someone hits you. What, 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 tell me about that. If you don't mind sharing, what's the fulfillment in it? Yeah. So at, the, at that particular time, because I've also gone through experiences like I was in an abusive relationship later on. And and so the difference would be that at that time, I thought I was I thought I was gaining control from it. So where I had previously felt like a victim and that these things had always just been done to me, it's like, well, now I'm asking for it. Now I'm saying this is OK. And so for for me, it was a sense of control. And then it was also, you know, I would get to be out and where before I was very, very shy. Suddenly I had this confidence and I had this power, this very demonic power. And I was going in and I was getting attention. I said, I, I you know, I did these performances and people would watch. And so I was getting all of the, these accolades um, for how much pain I could endure and the things that I was doing. And so it was just feeling Feeding. It was feeding me. It was feeding the demons. It wasn't me. It was right. feeding the demons. Yeah, I was feeding and, the demons. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to go to Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 13. I want to read this scripture. Um, in in uh, Kelsey, let's talk about it just for a second. Um, Deuteronomy 18, 9, 13. Let me know when that's up, uh, uh, Spencer. Deuteronomy 18, 9, 13. If you guys have a, have a Bible. Um, the NIV version I'm reading from, when you enter the land, the Lord your God is given, giving you, do not learn to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. Let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, or casts spells, or who is a medium or spiritualist, or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord because these things uh, same detestable practices, the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. You must be blameless before the Lord your God. Uh, Kelsey, can you relate to that? Oh, yes. This is this is the verse that saved my life. <laughs> this is the scripture that changed your life. Wow. This is what saved me. That was my moment of salvation was the scripture, hearing the scripture. Isn't that amazing? Um, I want to point out a thing in the scripture. Let no one be found among you who sacrificed their son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft or casts spells, or who has a medium spirit. You know, a lot of people think this is someone that puts something over around their head, opens up a, 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 an office in some old house and has a gaudy neon sign. This is I'll read your palm. But no, this stuff happens uh, in your world before you found Christ. This stuff happens in the sex clubs. This stuff happens in the bedroom. This is basically voodoo in the world of sexuality. Do you agree? I am so glad you brought that up, David. I'm really, really glad because we can't leave that part out that I did grow up practicing all these kinds of witchcraft and all of that. And so again, that's part of the power in manipulation, right? Manipulation is a form of witchcraft. And, and so all of that is absolutely mixed into it. And Oh, goodness. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's amazing. That's what God used to, to save you. The scriptures I spoke to you because this is the word of God speaking to you. Um, Kelsey, uh, when we come back, we're going to take a break. Um, uh, we're going to be on David Hebner TV and Roku. Uh, won't be on tube anymore, YouTube. But for you guys on tube, if you can go to davidhebner.tv, sign up. You can only go there. It's membership only if you sign up right now. But Kelsey, before we take a break, I want you to tell people about your book and how they can get in touch with you. 
Okay, yeah. So my book is called Mary Magdalene in the Mirror, Freedom from Demonic Oppression, and you can get that on Amazon. Uh, the best way to follow me is honestly on Facebook. Just look up Kelsey Decker. I share a lot of information on there. It's all public, and that's the best way to get in touch with me. Okay, and we're not done because when we come back, I want to talk about how you had, how you met Christ, how Christ met you. And um, we're going to have people call in, ask you questions. I believe there's people out there that's getting touched tonight that have gone through what you've gone through, or maybe they've had a family member or friend or whatever. And I, I really believe that they're going to call in and encourage you, but also, too, maybe they've got a testimony. So, uh, Kelsey, you'll stay with me and, and we'll be right back, okay? God bless you. Uh, yeah, Kelsey Decker, folks. I'm telling you, it takes a lot of guts. Her daughter's still 15 years old. It takes a lot of guts to say what, what she says, you know? Take a lot of guts. I mean, she doesn't have to do that, but God called her to do it. Maybe God's called you to do something. Maybe she's a, a testimony, a witness to you saying, hey, you've gone through something. Now God's calling you to help other people through the journey. Right. And that's exactly what she's done. If my wife's out there, let me know, Spencer, because I want to bring her on uh, and see if we have any praise reports or prayer requests. And if she's not, we'll catch her um, after the uh, uh, after the break. Uh, we'll be underground. OK, folks, now listen to me. Um, I want you to go to davidhavener.tv and sign up. OK, so you can be with us as members only. When we come back, you'll only be able to see us on Roku, Amazon, Apple TV, or davidhavener.tv. Uh, I just want to remind you about the book, uh, This Is My Life Story. Uh, it's uh, uh, about Hollywood and mind control. Has every We talked to Kelsey about astral projection, sleep paralysis, SRA. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in here you need to get uh, uh, information on. And also, this is the true power, how to use your true power in these last days. Pick up the books, uh, pick up the DVD, uh, uh, End Times Investigation DVD, um, and uh, we'll play that commercial uh, before we go into David Heavener, uh, TV. I know Shanita's there. Um, Spencer, is Shanita in the, in the green room? Okay. You out there? I'm feeling green. I'm feeling green. Okay. <laughs> well, don't sing that too much. We'll get a copyright infringement on the song. I, so what, what kind of praise reports do we have? Wow, I want to welcome all of our new David Hemmer TV members, and we have some new givers, and we are so grateful for you. And uh, I have several prayer requests. Andrew has been diagnosed with stage two brain cancer. Monica's fighting lymphoma, and Jennifer is a young mom who's fighting stage four, and Kristen is a young mom who is fighting stage two. Well, wow. it's just, there's so much of it. Satan is trying to take so many of the mothers and the daddies out, you know, at Shanita. Uh, and, you know, when we pray, we're not going to beg God to heal. We're going to command a healing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Okay. Well, listen, I appreciate it. We will, and, and, and let us know any of the prayer requests. Oh, by the way, when people need prayer, do they uh, email you or how, how do they get in touch with you? They can use text. 615-861-9659. They okay. and email admin at davidhebner.tv. And our TV team meets tonight for prayer and fellowship. So we will cover those requests together. Um, we're also praying for Rhonda and um, for Phil's grandfather, for Joseph from Maryland, her husband's passing, for Steve and for Donna. And I'm just so encouraged about Donna's testimony. She says, she's 81. She says, I'm not going to focus on cancer. I've been healed many times by God. I'm still disabled, but I'm not dead. My brain is still in great shape. So she's one of our, yeah, she's, she's a, a warrior. She, uh, absolutely. Okay, Shanita. So how can they, with the prayer request group, uh, when they get together to pray tonight, how can they find out how to do that? If they're a TV member, they will have an email with the link. Okay. All right. Gotcha. DavidHevener.tv. And uh, all right, Shanita, God bless you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you.
All right. And if you guys do want to get involved with the ministry, if you'd like prayer requests or if you'd like to maybe become a, a monthly partner, you know, this time of year, um, it's uh, ministries like ours. We survive off donations, especially the last two weeks of the year. It's tax deductible if that matters to you. Um, but I know what really matters to you is to help. And when you donate to this ministry, I can honestly tell you that we talk about things the church won't. I do my best. I do my best to, to get the word out. And so does Shanita. And um, anything that you can give that God lays on your heart would be appreciated. It keeps us going. It keeps this show going. It keeps us traveling to pray for people. Um, and it's just much appreciated. David at davidhevener.tv forward slash give. Uh, consider becoming a monthly partner. You can call 844-806-0006, or you can text the word CHOSEN to 91999. Don't forget about lastevangelist.com. You can go to that site. Matter of fact, Spencer, let's put lastevangelist.com up. Uh, this is uh, episode two is about the vaccine. Um, episode three is about artificial intelligence. Folks, if you want to help me get the word out to Hollywood, to the atheists, to people that don't even know God, they don't know anything about this kind of stuff, this is a great mission field. So consider uh, donating. Uh, you can be an executive producer, you can be a producer, you can have a walk on roll. Um, but the main thing is you can help the ministry and help get this uh, these episodes funded. Uh, we just need to finish up episode two the funding on it. All right, God bless you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Thank you for being here tonight. You're not done, God. You're just starting. We're praying for each and every person that Shanita mentioned, the, the names that rolled off her lips, and for people that couldn't get through. I'm praying right now. I'm commanding a healing in Jesus' name. I'm commanding that healing. I'm commanding that that demon of disease leave the bodies of God's people right now in Jesus' name. I, I'm declaring a healing, not because I said it, because God, you said we can command it. I'm asking that you give your people courage, take away all fear, give them boldness, give them vision, and give them provision to go with the vision. Heal the families. We're coming against that demon of addiction right now in Jesus' name. You are gone. You, would, you have no right to God's children. We thank you, Lord, for being here with us tonight and sharing this valuable information, and you have more to share with us. I thank you for each and every person out there that has prayed for us, that has stayed with us, that has donated to us. I ask for a special blessing on all of these people, and I pray for our children. I pray for protection over the homeless, over the the, the children that are being trafficked, the children that are being abused, runaways, the mothers that's contemplating taking out her baby. Right now, you're changing that young mother's mind. That baby is now saved in Jesus' name. We give you the glory. We are so happy. Praise God. Thank you so much. Uh, all right, listen, we're going to uh, davidhevener.tv for members only. Uh, please go uh, sign up right now. If you sign up right now, then send... Uh, the email to david uh, to admin at davidhevener.tv and we'll send you a link just for tonight after that you can come on uh as long as you want every uh, every underground you're you'll get that link you'll be able to come on and talk to our guests and ask questions or just listen okay so as we go out spencer we're going to play i don't know if we played the uh did we play the last evangelist dvd and the end times dvd yet oh we did okay all right, well, we're going to go ahead and leave you, and we'll be back in just a few minutes with uh, Kelsey Decker. Love you guys.